and thank you again for listening to Biospace's Weekly Roundup. I'm Lori Ellis, Head of Insights, and I'm here with Greg Sklobachin, News Editor, and Tyler Patchen, Staff Writer. And today, we are talking about Day 2 at JPM and Biotech Showcase. So Tyler, I am actually going to start with you today. What have you been covering and focusing on AI? Yeah, uh, AI uh, and a bunch of different topics, but the AI was definitely on a lot of people's minds this morning. BCG hosted a breakfast panel with a few experts, including Merck's uh, Sunil Patel and a couple of other people in the uh, sort of investment space. And, you know, they were very bullish on AI, to say the least. You know, they're seeing the sort of convergence of tech and AI coming into the space and having sort of this great impact on you know, medicine and and all all of them are predicting that the AI train is not stopping. It's going to be sort of merged. And at this point, it's going to be almost critical for a lot of people in the industry to have some part of this. You know, many of people have seen AI uh, help in terms of uh, determining what assets to go after, you know, targets, things of that nature. Of course, heavy research and drug development which has already been known. That's already been kind of, you know, all plastered all over the industry for a couple of years now. But obviously it is not stopping. But it wasn't just AI. I mean, other buzzwords that we heard in the past year, GLP-1s, that is also not going to stop anytime soon. They are seeing that that boom is not going away. Now I think some of them, uh, you know, one of the experts said that, you know, the debate might change with how reimbursement is going to apply to that now. And how we're going to pay for it because if it's not stopping you know how are you going to manage that going forward and of course all the other topics of uh neuroscience uh you know in general investment rna based medicines you know they it, that's also not stopping so i think they were definitely on the of the effect of everything that's kind of been very popular this year probably is going to stay around Right. And, you know, as far as uh, AI, Gen AI and and technology, that makes sense because it's not going to go away and it's going to continue and it's going to continue from 2024 much forward. And I think what we're seeing right now is that bullish attitude. Yes. But we're also seeing particularly from the tech giants where they're telling companies to look at what they have, because that isn't the next step. It is. Yes, we're all adopting but now we really need to see focusing what fits where appropriately. And so I think that is something in 2024 we're going to constantly see more of as we go forward. And I think it was it was very important to see um, somebody from Merck, of course, one of the big drug companies, mm-hmm. being so bullish about AI and, and talking about it in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in this kind of manner. Um, I think, yeah, it, I think it just kind of affirms to the point that you made that, you know, big companies are definitely going to be involved in this and probably going to be having more AI tools or AI-based acquisitions uh, going forward. Right. And I honestly feel, uh, because I've seen two things. One, I've seen bigger companies creating their own departments because the tech giants and the providers cannot give them exactly what they want. So there's that. But then there's also those that are working with providers. Now, on both sides, they don't care which one happens. It's just who gets the job done correctly. I just want to add something on the AI front. There was a session I attended on AI and machine learning this morning. Uh, this was at the uh, biotech showcase. And one of the panelists was actually a half hour late. And the reason he gave, and I hope it's not an excuse, but the reason he gave was that on the freeway, he came into traffic problems because a Tesla self-driving vehicle had crashed. 
So it, everybody laughed, and, and but it just shows you the limitations of the technology. Even though it's such a simple example, that is something that is definitely on everyone's minds because we in, in the industry, and I say we because we're all in the industry, we deal with patients' lives. And so I know in the future, there are two different ideas. One believes that AI will have full autonomy and others believe that humans will always be part of it. And when you give that example, that leads to humans need to always be part of it because the risks are so incredibly high. Yeah, I mean, AI is a, a brave new world and cell and gene therapy is as well. Uh, again, very promising, but a lot of potential you know, pitfalls. Yeah. So that is something that I, I actually wanted to talk to you about because, yes, JPM seems to be focused on innovation. Uh, yes, it's definitely deal making is what JPM is usually focused about. But right now at this particular conference and biotech showcase, innovation is on everyone's minds. And Greg, you've been following some of the discussions on cell and gene therapy. Yes, I have. And I guess Monday was the big day for cell and gene therapy because the Alliance for Regenerative Medicine had sort of their state of the industry annual update. And, and they do this every year at this time, basically where we've been, where we're going in terms of cell and gene therapies. And, you know, I mean, this is an industry group. It's a lobbying organization. So uh, it, it's going to be a rah-rah sort of uh, event. At the same time, they're honest enough to bring up some of the uh, storm clouds on the horizon, one of which is pricing. And, and we've talked many times about this. Going into this conference, there's two gene therapies that got approval, and that was last month, both for sickle cell disease. And it was interesting because the CEOs of both companies were talking about uh, CRISPR Therapeutics and Bluebird Bio. They were both at this Alliance for Regenerative Medicine event. They talked about the launch of the product and so forth. Now, they were a bit sheepish when it came to the pricing, which I think everybody knows is uh, is about $2 million for the Vertex Pharmaceuticals slash uh, CRISPR Therapeutics, Cascavi. And then there's also the more expensive option, which is Bluebird Bio. And that's that comes in over $3 million. So a lot of talk about the costs. And I have to hand it to the Alliance for Regenerative Medicine Executive Director, he talked about costs, but he basically rationalized that, yes, these are very expensive therapies, but at the same time, you need to consider what the alternate options are at this point, and those are very expensive over the lifetime of a patient. So we got sort of these competing numbers, you know, to basically say that $2 million to $3 million is really not that much. Yeah, I agree. I think that's interesting. I think he's very optimistic. Uh, but additionally, when we were listening to some of the other panels, I noticed that there is a, I want to say a thought process that we really have to start looking at some of this pricing. And largely that comes from the IRA because pricing is starting to get a bit out of control in certain SMEs minds. And so I think that's something that we're gonna constantly be looking at and following to see where they meet in the middle and I think it's also, it was very uplifting, uh, at least for me, to see that these SMEs are looking at the government, particularly CMS. Yes, they're looking for transparency, but they also think that they're going to need some assistance in doing their jobs, which includes pricing. And so they're willing to collaborate and work with them. And so I think ultimately, 
that is going to serve the United States. And I believe one of the SMEs, and I'm so sorry, I'm forgetting his name now, he was talking about the cost of healthcare. And it's not just a pricing issue that this country has, but it's the cost of healthcare. And it's also the idea of who actually dictates the costs. And I think that is something that we are going to watch the industry start really leaning into and making that more transparent to people who don't understand it. And then also working with the government to see if they can find a common ground. Yeah, I mean, what I'm hearing over and over again from stakeholders here, both at JPM as well as the biotech showcase, is that we as an industry and we as a society, we have to figure out this cost piece. It, I mean, it's not going away. Exactly. What we heard, what we heard actually from from the industry associations that represent the gene therapy companies is that last year was really a breakthrough year for gene therapies in particular. You know, the FDA approved five gene therapies for rare diseases. And this year, we're going to see an additional five approved by the FDA. And so it's not going away. You know, the regulatory process is in full, uh, you know, operation. So the sooner we tackle this in this country and around the world, the better we'll be. Yeah, and I'd actually like to further that. Not too terribly long ago, we had a discussion with Microsoft talking about the expense of artificial intelligence. AI is expensive to create. Gen AI is expensive to create. And I don't think people understand just how expensive it is, which then led us into a discussion of, well, are we making AI affordable across the industries, not just the pharmaceutical industry, but are we making it affordable within this industry, within this country, and then within industries and within other countries. So I think costs in general is something that we're going to have to look at globally. Yeah, I mean, and the FDA had Dr. Peter Marks here at the conference as part of this Monday session from the Alliance for Regenerative Medicine. And what was interesting was he addressed all the challenges that uh, these therapies have, not the least of which is manufacturing, but also this lack of global integration on the regulatory front, right? So U.S. is doing it one way and other countries are doing another. So he'd really like to see uh, nations around the world come together and have as much of a uniform look from a regulatory aspect uh, than exists today. I will say, and then I just talking about pitfalls of these therapies, everybody's aware that the FDA I think it was in late November, said it was investigating the serious risk of T-cell malignancy in CAR T-cell immunotherapies. And so Dr. Peter Marks, who was at the Biotech Showcase yesterday, he basically gave an update. He said that as of the end of last year, the FDA had received about 22 cases of these T-cell malignancies in patients. And these are the ones that had autologous CAR T-cell immunotherapies. He said definitively there is a causal relationship there, but he was very quick to add that it's not overly concerning at this point, but the FDA will be continuing to investigate. He did say there's a safety alert up, there's going to be follow-up, and uh, you know, at this point, patients should go ahead and take these uh, immunotherapies because he says on the whole, they're still incredibly beneficial despite the uh, potential risks. Well, thank you, Greg and Tyler, for your insights from JPM and Biotech Showcase. That concludes this episode, and I look forward to speaking with you tomorrow on the final day of JPM. If you have any questions, please reach out to one of us directly.